church. Uh, yeah, you got one good evening back. Quite happy with that. So if you guys want to stay, we're going to go and praise together.
You may be seated. Lovely to have pastors Steve and Jackie here tonight. Yeah. All the way from Tiaraha. Great. See your beautiful daughter and niece here. Yeah. And we have another beautiful, beautiful lady standing right here. It is Sarah's birthday today. Yeah, isn't that lovely? And here she is blessing us on her birthday. I think that's incredible. It's beautiful. Thank you, Sarah. Um, do you know what I was thinking? Oh, I was like, God, would you just say something to, to your daughter, Sarah? And so as I was asking him, Father, what do you want to say to your daughter, Sarah? And, and I, I just felt, I felt joy, 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 that you are an incredible joy. When, whenever you enter the room, you are an incredible joy. And I, and I just saw the love and the joy of your heavenly Father dancing over you. And actually, I shared that scripture with someone um, today, that Zephaniah 3, 17 how he rejoices over us with singing. And I saw that with you. And actually, do you know what I saw? With it? I, I don't know if I can do it, but um, it was like a, how, how do you do this? It's like the Spanish, is that like a Spanish, yeah? How do you do that? Someone show me. Yeah, I reckon God dances like that over you. That's what I saw, his beautiful, yeah. Apparently Steve wants to wants to show us he's good at it. <laughs> Come on, this is a family night. <laughs> no, no, we won't get into that. I won't make you all dance. But I, I, yeah, I just felt the incredible love and joy of your heavenly Father singing and dancing over you. So yeah, you are an incredible gift to us your church family, you're a gift to everybody that you come across. And so don't take that for granted. That is something that God has placed in you. Don't take that for granted wherever you go. Wow, you, you light up the room. There is joy, fills the room when you walk in. That's what Father has gifted you with. So his smile is upon you, especially today, birthday girl. So welcome to church. We're gonna sing happy birthday to Sarah. Isn't that good? Yeah. Okay, guys, <laughs> you gotta help me out here. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to chocolate up here for you. <laughs> Come on up. That's it? Oh, two beautiful girls. Let's pray a blessing. How about we just stand together and pray a blessing over these gorgeous girls. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity, purpose and protection over them this year. Activate your love and goodness through each one. 
In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Did you get chocolate? Did you get chocolate? Yeah? That's great. So if you're here for the first time tonight, welcome. It's great to have you with us tonight with the Activate family. Enjoy your night with us. We do have a guest gift pack if uh, if you haven't already picked one up, there is one down the back. Julie is waving it there. Thank you. So um, you can pick that up as you leave this evening. It's, we're in for a fantastic evening together, church family. A couple of things I just want to draw your attention to, things that are coming up. We have Father's Day next Sunday. Yeah. What day is Father's Day? <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> Next Sunday, Father's Day, 10 a.m. combined. So don't come to church at 9. Don't come to church at 10.30. But 10 o'clock combined gathering. That's going to be great. Father's Day morning, we're going to have a little bit of fun. We're going to honour the dads. So that'll be a great morning. And also... Uh, 6 p.m. also next Sunday we have 6 p.m. gathering we're in for a treat we are starting a spring series is it up there yeah spring series is starting three weeks running on the on on the 6 p.m. gatherings we have healthy me body soul and spirit so that's going to be great next next week what we have happening is we have the beautiful Maria who is Hiding back there. Yeah, there she is. Give us another wave so we can have a good look at you. <laughs> Maria is, um, has expertise in uh, what we put into our mouth. Uh, so she's going to give some hints on some, some good tips on that. And plus we have, I don't know if any of you know, Joy and Jason Vosshasang. I hope I said their name right. Uh, Joy, yeah, she's a personal trainer. Some of you may, may visit her. And her, her husband Jason, well, I don't know, Sheridan spotted a few, a few incredible, crazy yoga poses that they have popped on there as a couple. Really, really crazy. It's like, how on earth do they get into that position like that? So, but anyway, they're gonna they're gonna come and join us next Sunday night for Healthy Me Body, and they're gonna uh, give us some tips on how to look after ourselves because we need to look after ourselves, don't we? Yeah. God has given us our bodies that we need to look after them, our body and our soul and our spirit. So, oh, get ready to be challenged. I know I'm going to be challenged. Next Sunday night is going to be fantastic. Also, Business Pass Heaven evening coming up on the 6th of September. That is open to everybody. On the 6th of September, 7.30pm, we get to have an evening here with our mayor. It is not a political evening. It is a mere, is it a mere? It is a night to get to know our mayor, not a mere to get to know. It is a night, an evening to get to know our mayor. He's going to share from his personal life story with us. Isn't that cool? He's coming along to share with us. Uh, and, and incredible and amazing that we, the Waikato, have a mayor that honors God, that puts God first. Isn't that awesome? So cool. So, yeah, come along and hear him. It'd be great if you can RSVP. You RSVP to Business Plus, I think it is, businessplus.com. Check the flyer. And if you don't have one of those, they are out there in the foyer. Check the flyer. And that way, there will be some hors d'oeuvres served. So we better make sure we have enough. So it'd be good if you can RSVP for that one. Fantastic. We're going to continue worshipping with this 
beautiful band. So, yeah, are you ready to, to worship him? It's such a privilege, isn't it, to come together and to lift him up together. So how about we stand and continue in our worship? Thanks, team.
us. Thank you that you came. Thank you that you never leave us. Thank you for your love always poured out upon us. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I really sense that uh, the Holy Spirit is not only encountering now, but I feel the desire of, of, of Him to encounter us on the Monday to Saturday, the every day, not only the Sunday, but every single day, 24-7, that He longs to, because He's with us. He's with us. And, and so I just, I just feel Him just reminding us that He is with us. He is with us 24-7. And to keep our eyes on Him, to keep our ears open to Him, and I want to read to you, if you might like to just keep your eyes closed, I want to read to you a scripture. This is from Ephesians 3, from verse 16. I pray that from His glorious unlimited resources, unlimited resources, He will empower you with, his, with inner strength through His Spirit then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ though it is too great to fully understand. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Then you'll be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who is able through His mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to Him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, Father, for Your Word. 
I thank you that you are speaking to us right now, that you are with us right now, that you are with us 24-7. I thank you that you long for us to receive of your love 24-7, to live with you 24-7, to open our eyes, to open our ears, to receive from you your strength, to empower us. Thank you that you want us to be complete in all fullness, your fullness. Thank you. Thank you that we are not alone. And Father, I pray that you would help us to dream. Help us to dream. Help us not to limit who you are in our lives, but help us to dream. Help As we listen to you, may we listen to what you are calling us, each one of us to in our lives whether it's in the day or the week ahead or the month ahead or the years ahead, may our ears be attentive to you. May we be attentive to your leading and your guiding. Help us to dream. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for what you're doing right now. Almighty God. Our loving Saviour, our closest friend. Nothing is impossible with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your grace. Thank you that all we need to do is receive. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I encourage you. I really believe that God is speaking to specific ones about your future. I encourage you to keep listening to him because he loves to speak to us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, team. That was beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, how about we give them a hand? Gorgeous. Well, we're privileged to have the gorgeous Beth Firth with us this evening. Where are you, Beth? You're around here somewhere. I can't, I can't. Oh, there you are. You're right in front of me. How about you give Beth a great big hand? Yeah. Like, why are we clapping for Beth? She's amazing. This woman is amazing. She has, um, along with Elska and Co, has um, is in the process of or has launched a new da da da. Oh, where's the drums? No, a new website and a church app. How is that? Come on, church app. <laughs> At this point, I will hand over to Beth. <laughs> Give her another hand. Hello. I'm just going to pinch this if that's all right. Right, I get a third shot to get this right today <laughs> with the button. How are you guys going? Cool. Well, today's a really exciting day for us at Activate Church Hamilton. We're launching our website and our app. So our website, our new website address is activatechurchhamilton.com. So public Wi-Fi, you guys can all log on if you want. But just before you search it, my little announcement 
is when you search Activate Church, it's going to pop up with a Google ad. That's the first thing that comes up because our ads are working at the moment really well, which is cool. We, we tend to be hitting the top. When you click on it, it costs us and it comes out of my budget. So <laughs> I'm pretty keen for us as a church family not to click on the ad because that means that's one less. Oh, there's a spelling error. I meant to tell all you clever people who are going to notice about my spelling error. But I better point it out. There you go. Some, some people spotted it. Um, so if you click on that, it, it costs us. And I'm really, really keen for people in the community who are searching for a home church to get to click on that ad and connect with us and belong to just the awesome things that we've got here. So if you can just not click on that, it would be amazing. So this is what it looks like. Cool. Main page, pretty easy to follow lots of things on there's lots of information too and a, um, lots of um, there's the ministry pages so you can pop into the different ministries and find out more information you can also find contact details if you're wanting to get involved or you're wanting to serve in any area there are lots of contact details to connect you with people on our calendar you've got two ways of viewing it you've got the monthly calendar or we've got the list. You can also search. So if you want to search just the youth events that are coming up, you can just pop into the categories, click youth, and you'll just have the events you're after. Sermons. So you can listen to the podcasts and watch the sermons on the website. You can also subscribe to the podcast through there, which is nice and easy. If you go in, this is what it will look like when you're playing it, and you can open it bigger as well, which is pretty awesome. So... Second, second part is the new church app. So if you want to grab your phones, it's an iOS and Android. So you guys want to grab your phones? That would be awesome. So go into your app store and you search Activate Churches. Just put the ES on the end and it pops straight up. Lots of heads down. That's a good sign. No one's texting, eh? So when you pop it, when it pops up, just type Hamilton, and it will um, come up with our our app. I'm going to keep going just in case the Wi-Fi is overloaded and it's slowing down. I'll just push through. Um, when you go in and click Hamilton, it's going to come up with a notification request, and if you can please click allow, just so you get all the notifications. Once you're in, you can manage your subscriptions. So if there's anything coming that you don't want, you can unsubscribe. But there probably will be no need to because you'll find it will be so useful and you'll feel so connected that you'll want to be part of what's going on. This is the homepage. You'll see all the events. And then if you hit the navigation, which is slightly different with um, iOS and Android, you'll see all your other options. So your pastor's desk, the daily prayer points, gathering information, activate news. We can go straight through to Facebook, read your Bible, and there'll be more things as we do more things too, which is pretty exciting. Just a couple of really quick tips when you go into the Bible app and to the Bible section, just click skip this page in future. It just looks a bit marketing when you first go in, but the Bible is actually free and it will remember where you last were. So you can just read your Bible straight from your app. And same with your giving, with a push pay giving, it'll just come up with the login page first and pop in your details and just as you normally do with the app. And with the Pushpay app, and it will just remember it all in the church app, and you'll be away, away laughing. 
Last one is the Facebook page, and again, just tuck in your Facebook details, and um, it'll remember it. It'll always take you straight to the Activate Church homepage, and um, yeah, just another way that you can stay connected and part of what's going on, and um, just feel that you really belong here. Cool. Awesome. So, is everyone going to download the app? Who's downloaded it already? Yes. Yeah? Awesome. Thank you, Beth. Well done. It's a big job, that. Fantastic. I, um, I really felt as we were worshipping, it would be good to take some time to pray for uh, healing tonight. And so I think we'll start there. So if you're sick in your body and you would like to be prayed for, why don't you come down here? Specifically, in, I'm thinking, yeah, no, no, come, come. But there's someone over here and you've got spasms in your neck. I'd love to pray for you. And there's someone out this way with um, Crohn's. I would love to pray for you. But anything else, come on down. If you're sick in your body at all. Great. Ray, do you want to come and help? And Jan? coming down Bible tells us to lay hands on the sick and they'll recover if you sit there and just hope it's going to happen the invitation's here tonight not there okay so fantastic good
prepare for a body part, make sure you try it out. Jesus, that you love us, you found us, you saved us, you healed us, and heal us, in Jesus' name. If you were here this morning, I just want to work out where I'm going quickly. Yes, okay, great, thank you. Wonderful. So we're carrying on with the book of Acts chapter, well, we're in Acts chapter 7. We're looking at Stephen's sermon. And uh, Stephen was a man of faith. He was known as a man of faith and a man of power. And uh, he had been accused falsely of, of blasphemy. And he was brought in and there were false witnesses brought in. And uh, they were accusing him, making accusations of all these things that he had said that he hadn't said, but he was given an uh, opportunity to represent himself, basically an opportunity to speak. And so we see him responding to that opportunity in Acts chapter 7. And uh, depending on how you look at it, you could say it didn't turn out too good because they stoned him at the end and killed him. And uh, so you could either say he did a really bad job of representing himself, or you could say that he accomplished everything that God had for him to accomplish on this planet. And then Jesus welcomed him home. And uh, he certainly left a spiritual legacy that lasts thousands of years, because here we are. So, so far as we've gone through this chapter, here's some of the things that we've looked at. From verse 2, we learned that what, what we're doing, we're looking at it from the point of view, is what can I take out of this? that's going to help me practically, that's going to help me live a life of purpose. And um, because God's got stuff for us to do. You know, it says in Jeremiah, he has a plan and a purpose for our lives. In Ephesians chapter 2, it says that he's got many things for us to do. So for us to achieve those things, to apprehend those things, we need to live a purpose life. And uh, so I'm looking through the scripture saying, well, Lord, what can I learn from this passage of scripture about living purposed? And uh, here's some of the things that we've taken out of it so far to this point. From verse 2, we learned, take the opportunity that's presented to you. From verse 4, we learned to step into the promises of God. We learned that to step into the promises of God requires a leaving of the familiar. It's very hard to go forward into fresh things in God if you're grasping on really tight to the things of the past. Almost impossible. Probably is impossible. Uh, from verse 5, we learned that often the work of God's promise looks nothing like the fruit of God's promise. 
In verse 6, we learned that to truly live a purpose life requires a long view. If you remember Abraham, he learned, and we learned from him, that we need to think multi-generationally, not just about here and now. That's actually a really good thing to think about with elections coming up in three weeks' time, that we need to think multi-generationally. We need to think about where our country's going in the future. We need to think beyond ourselves, not just about the $10 that someone promised to put in your back pocket extra. From verse 7, we learned that our journey's pathway is often flavored by our attitude and obedience to God. Now, God tends to get his way in the end, and he accomplishes what he wants to accomplish. We can make it easy or tough on ourselves. Jonah is a great example. He could have uh, saved himself a whole lot of bother. From verse 8, we learned that when a person walks closely with God, it leaves a permanent mark, not only for them, but for generations that follow. From verse 9, we learned that our family of origin, our upbringing, or our start to life are not limiting factors to what God can do with us, in us, or through us. doesn't matter how life started for you. It may have started tough. I'm not saying it didn't. I'm not pulling away from that or excusing stuff that has happened or may have happened to you. But that is not the defining factor of where you can go in God. And you'll remember that Joseph was the example there. His brothers sold him. Imagine your own family sell you. And, uh, and God graduated him right through after he spent jail time and all sorts of things, right through to being the top dog of Egypt. Amazing. As we carried on from verse 11, we learned that the circumstances we face are not an indicator of God's view of us. God does not only love you, God is love. The facts are we live in a broken world. And we struggle with the consequences of living in a broken world. It says that the rain rains on the just and the unjust. And so if you're struggling with stuff, if you're going through stuff, if it's not fair, if it all it seems everything is stacked against you, that is no, um, what's what I'm looking for? It's not an indicator of God's feeling toward you because God is love and he loves you to bits. Verse 12, we learned that we can position ourselves for God's blessing. From verse 16, we learned that we need to honor what, who and what needs to be honored. And not only honoring upwards, but honoring around. Honoring those beside us, honoring those who are under us. If all we ever do is honor upwards, that's called an agenda. That's not honoring. We're only doing that because there's something in it for us. We need to learn to honor. There's a lot of talk of honor, but it often goes one way. We need to learn to honor all around us. It's important. That's for free. Some of you need to take it to heart. Huh? So this morning we looked at two. We'll look at two different ones tonight. So the first one we looked at this morning was, do not measure God's promise based on current circumstances. If God's promised stuff over your life, hold on to it. Don't measure it just by what's happening at the moment. We looked at Moses there. And Moses was, you know, he was born into this incredible, incredibly dark period of time. But God used that period of time to raise and release one of history's greatest leaders, Moses. God's promises came to pass 
despite the fact that the nation of Israel was suffering some of its darkest days. If God has promised, he is faithful to complete. End of story. Your circumstances do not dictate the promises of God. After that, we looked at knowing who you are in God and being recognized by those around you are two different things. We need to, each of us, needs to grow in a conviction of who we are in God and what God's called us to. You grow in that conviction and you come to an understanding of who we are in God as we journey, number one, but as we connect with Him, as we spend time in His presence, as we spend time in the Word of God, He speaks to us, as we spend time in prayer. And so much of the church in today's world We sit there and we hang out and go, man, are they going to bring a prophet in? Are they going to bring someone in who can prophesy over me in a meeting what the call of God is on my life and what his purpose is on my life? Friends, you do not need that. All you need to be is in the presence of God and let him start to stir within you. Start to ask some questions. You know, what's my lane? What do I do really well? Where do I sense God's pleasure on my life when I'm doing things? What is it that when I'm doing it, it just flows really easily? And start to talk to the Holy Spirit about those things and let it develop in you and let God develop a conviction within you of who you are in Him. You're a son, you're a daughter of Christ. That's pretty cool. That's of the God who created the universe. You're a son, you're a daughter. And then what's He got for me to do? And start to allow that conviction to grow as you start to experiment and start to explore with who you are and with God. I find that um, some wise counsel is very helpful because some people aren't who they think they are. Actually, quite a few people aren't who they think they are. Often, who we think we are will come out of pride and ambition. It won't come out of intimacy with God and it won't come out of God's call And it can lead us off on some weird, destructive sort of paths. Allow God to formulate in you who you are. You're in really good company with this thought. You know, Jesus, when he was 12 years old, he went on a family holiday. And when he was on that family holiday, his uh, mum and dad left. They drove for a whole day. And they stopped at the petrol station at the end of the day to grab a coffee. This is the Sheridan translation. uh, To grab a coffee. And they discovered that Jesus wasn't there. And they're going, but we thought he was in your car. And they're saying, but we thought he was in your car. And they're saying, but we thought he was in... It turns out he was in no one's car. And I don't know if if, if you're a parent and you've lost a child. That's freaky. I've lost my children before today. And it's freaky. It really, everything in you just panics. I can imagine that Mary and Joseph were absolutely stressed out. Where's Jesus? We've driven a whole day. And where the heck is he? They would have been ropeable. Imagine, so they turn around, they drive back another whole day, and they find him in the temple. He's hanging at the church. He's doing an internship. He's playing with the lights. No, he wasn't actually. He was teaching. He was talking to the leaders, giving them a a lesson. They would have been ropeable when they found him. But the point is, Jesus said, I'm in my father's house. Where else would I be? Jesus knew who he was when he was 12 years old, but it wasn't for another 18 years until the father decided to announce him publicly. And there's something that we develop the conviction in the private and we let it grow, and at the father's time, he will announce publicly or he will make it clear 
that we are on mission with him. All right? Great. Okay, we are going to go to, where are we going to go to? We're going to go to Acts chapter 7. Look in your Bibles, that would be really good. And we are going to go to verse 29. Now I'm just going to try something with technology here that I could kill everything. But verse 29. Here we go. I'll read from verse. I'll re- read from verse twenty-six. So the day before this, Moses had just come in and he had uh, he had seen an Egyptian giving an Israelite a hard time, and he killed the Egyptian. Okay, he comes back the next day, and this is what happens. The next day, he visited them again and saw two men of Israel fighting. He tried to be a peacemaker. Men, he said. You are brothers. Why are you fighting with each other? But the man in the wrong pushed Moses, Moses aside. Who made you the ruler and judge over us, he asked. Are you going to kill me as you killed the Egyptian yesterday? When Moses heard that, he fled to the country and lived as a foreigner in the land of Midian. There his two sons were born. Here's my thought from there. God is bigger than your mistakes. God is bigger than your mistakes. He is. It doesn't matter what mistakes you've made. God's bigger than your mistakes. Again, your mistakes don't need to limit your future in God. You just got to get up and go again. Get up and go again. You see, for Moses, even a desert became a place of productivity. It became a place of legacy. His two sons were born there. It became a place of growth. It became a place of blessing and a place of purpose. And I found in my life that it's the deserts, it's the valleys, it's the mundane things of life that God uses to build character. And God can only use us, or only wants to use us, as far as our character can sustain. Because otherwise we do damage to those around us, we do damage to him his reputation. He wants to use us to the ability that our character can... Characters aren't formed on good days. Characters aren't formed like your character is not formed when everything is going really well and really easy. In fact, I would challenge you to think about your own life. When things are going well and things are going really easy, it's easy to just kind of let God drift off here. You know, I don't need him quite like I do when things are going really poorly. Things are going poorly. I'm under pressure. I'm under stress. Man, I'm pushing into God because where else have I got to go? And so God uses the deserts. He uses those dry places. He uses the times when we're struggling to sense him and feel him and we're thirsty for that sense of intimacy with him and we we can't seem to connect with him. That is the very time that God is developing your character. The very time. I've written down here, if you fail, it's not the end unless you fail to go again. You only fail if you fail to get up and have another go. Fail to push on again. Generally, character or our purpose is formed for moments of greatness, not in moments of opportunity. 
It's normally formed for moments of greatness, but it's not normally formed in moments of opportunity. I think of athletes, I think of, uh, actually the All Blacks last night were a great example. You know, they had their backs against the wall, didn't they? They stood up at the end. That's when their character showed out. They never gave up. They played the full 80, and they won the game just, but they won the game. That's when character. It was, it, it was because they had trained and trained and trained and trained for a moment like that that they were able to play through the moment and take the prize. If they hadn't done the training, I guarantee they couldn't have risen. They couldn't have sustained the pressure. They would have collapsed. But because they've done the training, because the character has been formed when there was nothing at stake, they were able to walk into that moment, that moment of opportunity. Okay, let's keep reading on. Let's go from verse 30. 40 years later, that's a long time. Isn't that a long time? He ran off to the desert. 40 years later, in the desert, near Mount Sinai, an angel appeared to Moses in the flame of a burning bush. When Moses saw it, he was amazed at the sight and he went to take a closer look. The voice of the Lord called out to him, I am the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Moses shook with terror and did not dare to look. Then the Lord said to him, Take off your sandals, for you are standing on holy ground. I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. I have heard their groans and have come down to rescue them. Now go, for I am sending you back to Egypt. God's timing is crucial. God's timing is so, so important. We can try to push ahead of God's timing. We can wait behind God's timing. But what we need to try and do is just stay in step with God. Walk through the doors he opens. I'm a strong believer that you never have to push a door open. God will open it for you. Walk through it. If you've got to push that door to make it open, if you're pushing, pushing, trying to make something happen, it's probably not God's timing. If you're positioned for the blessing of God that we talked about the other day, if you're positioned for the blessing of God and you're open, your spirit's open to him, you're in communication with him, you will know, you will sense him opening the door and you can walk through the door. God opens the door. He also closes doors. And uh, the doors he closes need to remain closed. But there's a massive difference between success and failure. And often simply it's, God's timing. Sometimes we go, why did that happen? Why didn't that happen? I was sure it was God. It could have happened, but it didn't happen for some reason. Well, maybe the answer is simply not that it was the wrong thing. Maybe it just wasn't yet God's time, God's timing. And so we need to get a clarity around God's timing as well as his call to achieve his desired outcome. So we need to understand his call on our lives. We also need to understand the timing. We also need, some would say it's an optional extra. I would say it's an absolute necessity. We need the anointing of the Holy Spirit for whatever he's called us to do. The anointing. When I think of anointing, I think of being empowered for purpose. Being empowered for purpose. We need the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So actually, if you go back to verse 23, when Moses went and he uh, confronted the Egyptian who was, um, 
giving the Israelite a hard time. Verse 23, you will see there that Moses decided. The scripture says that Moses decided to go and see his relatives. But then in verse 31, it says very clearly there that God called Moses. There is a massive difference between deciding and being called. Another way of saying it would be the first time in verse 23 he went, in verse 31 he was sent. And there are lots of people for reasons of impatience and pride and ambition who uh, went instead of being sent. God, no, yeah, yeah, no, I'll just go. No, God's saying, don't go yet. I will send you when I'm re- No, I'll just go. That's, that's went. They went. But God doesn't want us to went. He wants us to be sent. Massive difference. Huge difference. I could tell many, many stories of messes that I've helped clean up because people went instead of people being sent. If only they were a little bit patient. If only they allowed God to finish forming what he was in them and they ensured that they were sent, they ensured that they went in God's timing. Part of maturity, part of growing in God is understanding what it is to go in his timing. Oops, wrong button. No, I've killed it. So, do not measure God's promise based on current circumstances. Know who you are in God. Knowing who you are in God and being recognized by those around you are two entirely different things. God is bigger than your mistakes. I think that that just rings inside of me tonight. That's especially for some people tonight. God is bigger than your mistakes. Don't disqualify yourself on the past. Don't disqualify yourself on the past. If you've made mistakes... And you've asked for forgiveness. Then why disqualify yourself? You're disqualifying yourself based on something that Jesus no longer remembers. He doesn't remember it. He says, I remove your sin as far from the east to the west. I think of it no more. Yet we tend to hold on to ourselves, ourselves and go, but I remember when I did that or said that or whatever. So that means, well, if I've given it to Jesus, if I put it at the foot of the cross, if I've asked for forgiveness, that actually means, and I don't want to minimalize it because sin is serious, that actually means nothing because Jesus has put a line in the sand. Jesus has said, right, that's the past. This is the future. Way you go. Way you go. Come on. Way you go. Way you go. I reckon there's people in this room right now and you've already decided you can't do stuff in the future that God's probably talked to you about. But you've decided you can't do it based on what's happened in the past. And tonight, God's word for you is, no, come on. The past is the past. I've called you. I'm equipping you. Come on. Come on. Don't define your future. By your past. In fact, I'm going to finish there.
if you've done exactly that. If you've looked to the future and you're going, you know, oh, I'd love to do that. I sense God's calling me that. I've got a conviction growing in my heart and that, that's where I need to go, but you're holding back because of the past, because of stuff that's happened, because of stuff you've done. I'm going to ask you to be really bold and stand up right where you are. I'm not going to ask you to come out. I just want you to stand where you are because I know I'm talking to some people tonight. Right. Come on, there's more. Be bold. If you if you actually want to be set free, if you want to pursue what God's got for you, but you're allowing the past to dictate that. Stand on your feet right where you are. I want to pray for you. Great man. It's awesome. Great. There's more, there's plenty more of you. I know it in my spirit. I'll wait a minute. Great. I can tell you that if I based my life on my past, there's no way I'd be doing what God's called me to do. No way. Not a hope. It's great. There's still more. I want to wait because this is important. Father, I thank you. Jesus, I thank you that when you went to the cross, you paid for all of our mistakes, all of our wrongdoings. I thank you that when we asked for your forgiveness, you removed them. It was a clean slate. slate. It is a clean slate. That you no longer hold anything against us. That you took the weight of all of our wrongdoing and you moved it. The scripture, your scripture says you moved it as far as the east is from the west. In other words, we can't measure that, Lord. I thank you. I thank you that today I can stand free because of what you did. And for these ones that have been brave enough to stand tonight, Father, I declare your freedom over them. And who you set free, you set free indeed. And Father, I declare, I prophesy over them in the name of Jesus that anything in the past will not hinder their future in you. And Lord, I ask that you would settle that tonight in their hearts and their spirits in Jesus' name. That the past is the past. And the future is wide open. Father, I ask for each of them that you would start to stir dreams that perhaps they've laid down or, or even that they've disqualified themselves from. That you would start to stir those dreams up, those God dreams. That you would start to create a conviction within them that this is your call. This is your destiny. This is your purpose. And you are gladly taking each of us into the future with you. Father, I declare your freedom over each of them in Jesus' name. Father, if they're carrying any weight of shame or guilt, I break it off their lives right now in Jesus' name. Let it be completely gone in Jesus' name. And I release freedom. I release peace. I release your mercy and your grace.
and your kindness upon each one. In Jesus' name, build your kingdom, Lord. Amen. Awesome. Well, I want to give opportunity if there is anyone here that hasn't yet said yes to walking with Jesus as your saviour, leading and guiding you. So if if everyone would like to close their eyes again, I'd like to give everybody privacy. If you would like to make that decision tonight, if you, you want to know what it is to have a relationship. As I talked about, he's with us 24-7. He is there with us. And he longs for us to walk with him. So is there anyone tonight that would like to make that decision to say, yeah, I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I want to say yes, Father. Is there anyone here that wants to do that? Would you give me a wave? Awesome, thank you. Thank you down the back there, thank you. It's wonderful. Fantastic. Awesome. Thank you, Lord. Awesome, thank you. You can put your hand down. It's wonderful. Thank you, Lord. Well, that's fantastic. There's two people that have responded tonight to, to Jesus. Isn't that awesome? It's fantastic. Fantastic. There's a party in heaven. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, how about we pray together? Would you follow me in a prayer? Father, I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you sent your son, Jesus, to die for me. Jesus, I thank you that you love me so much. That you, through your sacrifice, that I am now washed white as as snow. I thank you that I can come boldly into my heavenly Father's throne room. I thank you that I can have a relationship with you, Father, 24-7. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, what a great night, eh? Yes. The, the youth are going to finish off at Macca's tonight, having a party at Macca's. So if you want to join the youth, then go ahead and do, do that. Rotatuna Macca's. Rotatuna Macca's. Better get the right Macca's. Otherwise you might be all by yourself. <laughs> Rotatuna Macca's is where the party is happening for the youth. Also, if you are here for the first time tonight, uh, please make sure you grab one of our, our gift bags at the back there as you, as you leave this evening. If you have made that decision tonight 
to follow Jesus, we would love to give you one of our green gift bags as well. So please make sure we get one of those to you. Come and see me if you um, haven't received one. And also, if anyone would like um, prayer at all at, uh, as we finish tonight, then please, please come up and we would love to stand with you in prayer. Also, thank you, church, for your giving. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We thank you. Without our giving, we cannot turn the lights on, let alone bless our city and the nation and the nations. So God, I thank you for our tithes and our offerings. I declare blessing upon the givers, upon your church in Jesus' name. And I declare blessing upon these finances and may they be multiplied may they uh, cause community transformation taking place through these funds in Jesus name Amen Amen where's the band we're going to sing a song to finish oh, we, we can't we can't leave without hearing those beautiful harmonies again yeah yeah come on let's, let's start the chant come on band come on band <laughs> yeah <laughs> Okay, how about we stand and sing? We're going to party. Or harmony. Ooh. <laughs> Thank you.
10 a.m. combined in the morning. Next Sunday night, healthy me body is going to be good. Bring a friend next Sunday night. Guys, if you have muscles or consider yourself strong, which should be all of you, um, we just need a bit of a hand moving. Uh, Bruce and uh, myself now need a bit of a hand moving some stuff on stage backwards. So I see all y'all with muscles. Don't run and hide. If we could also stop moving the chairs into straight church-like pew rows, that would be great. Thank you. 